0: They will piss on me in me in my butt as well and i will push it out and swallow it
1: this is melody kush this is lana Bay. what's the weirdest place that you've had sex i gotta know oh my god yeah that get on your knees like, oh wow, like that's really how it is in the cam world. I really like it.
2: Sex Tales.
1: Hey, hey, Sex Squad. It's season two of Sex Tales coming to you hotter than ever. I am Lana Del Bay, a full time chatterbait cam model, content creator, and skittle diddler. <laughs> hey, what's up?
2: My name's Mel Kush. I am also a chatterbait broadcaster. OG. And on a previous episode, I claimed to be a professional cock gobbler, but I am no match for today's guest. Today, we have somebody who is no stranger to the adult industry. We have redhead bombshell porn star, Lauren Phillips. Hi, Lauren. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, We're going to kick this off today to get a little bit of your backstory. I think you and I have been in the industry about the same amount of time, roughly. Um, I started personally like really late. I started in my late 20s. I think you had a little bit of a late blooming start also. I think you started in your like mid 20s or so. Um, How did you get into the industry and what was it that made you like wait a few years after turning 18? Was there something that you were meditating on before you dove in full time? Well, actually
0: I was a professional dancer before I did porn. And I I did college. I have a degree in performing arts. And basically (laughs) I started losing the love for my art. And I didn't want that, you know, that first love you want to keep it. And one of my dancer friends
2: was like, Lauren, you'd be great as a
1: porn star.
2: Great when your friends recognize that before you do.
1: <laughs> and,
0: um, it was just it was shocking. Like I'm very open sexually. I've always been that way, and like people always felt at ease to talk about sex. Uh, there was never any judgment, you know. And, and so when she came
2: at me like that, I was like, hmm. <laughs> so it was really just kind of like spur of the moment. Like I think I'd be good at that, and then you just gave your your best shot. Well, I. Like, went online,
0: obviously, and I was, how do you do this? Because I have to let you know, like, I didn't think of myself as somebody's fantasy. You know, I was just a Jersey girl. Uh, I was, uh, like, struggling to be uh, an artist. And so I go online. I'm like, okay, I think I can do this. All I need to know, can I have sex in front of people? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question. Yeah. You know, so I decided to go i uh, i found out about swinging uh during my research of stuff and i was like okay i found a swinging club in atlantic city new jersey uh it's not there anymore i anyone, was going to say what's but the name I, of it I, <laughs> it it's actually was role play lounge it was in atlantic city uh, i actually was going to go back but um it's just uh, since the pandemic it had, it actually closed but summer. i know and uh, i went there uh, super great experience. Like I went at like the best time. I literally went by myself as a single female, which I found out that I'm a, I was a unicorn <laughs> <laughs> and they were so great. They kept an eye on me. They showed me the rules. They showed me the place and they were like, if you need anything, we are here. And if you say no, it means no. And I ended up having, like, sex with three couples that night, and that was, like, wow. the turn of everything. I, I was like, I can do this. I'm fine. Packed up my car that New Year's Eve day and drove all the way to Florida to start my career. That's
1: amazing. I love this story. That is so amazing. <laughs> I love that, too. Um, I know that you're... Porn name is actually your legal name. Lauren Phillips is your name. Do you like regret that choice or do you stand by it? Do you wish that you'd use the stage name or are you just jazzed that you are Lauren Phillips all around?
0: I'm just, you know,
1: I'm just Lauren Phillips.
0: (laughs) I, (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I had, I had promised my, my family, which my immediate family does know what I do. Obviously, I don't get into full details, but I will let you know that I did cam at home at one point with them there. So like, (laughs) uh, but I I keep them private, like, like they know what I do and people know I have like a family and I'm pretty close to my family. But like, as long as I keep their rest of their immediate life private, which is what I promised, they're fine with it, which is great. And it's. I'm fine that's it.
1: really important to have that strong support system as well. Like so many people within the sex industry don't have that, especially from family. Like they'll get that from friends, but they don't get that from family. So that's really cool. I really that's that's really valuable and really awesome of your family. Go ahead, Mel. I'm really lucky. Just really lucky.
2: And I also find that. I mean, in my own experience myself, I mean, I never lied about my birthday. I don't lie about my age. I don't lie about where I'm from. And I feel that the more honest you are with your fans, the less people tend to probe and pry into your personal life. There's always going to be people that want to know your real name, but I find you get harassed a little bit less, like the more honest you are in a way. So it must be so liberating to be able to really own up to yourself like 100 percent. You know, I am not going to lie when I was, I think,
0: twenty nine. Cause I'm 33 now in the, for a director's point of view. So I am, I am considered a MILF and I've been since, I've been that since I started because of how my body type am. I'm very curvy. The mommy milkers. And I've always had that body type.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, so So they're there.
0: So when I got to my agency, I actually lied about my age and made myself older. So I <laughs> At 29, I told them I was 33. Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. And it's funny because because of my age, I just turned 38. And I mean, I get called a MILF and a teen in the same day. You know, like it's it's so skewed. It's <laughs> And you've been nominated for Best MILF uh, Awards and things like that. So it's just a label that you're you're just carrying proudly. I have no problems being
0: a MILF. Like if you really think about the background that I've gone through, like I used to be a nanny, you know, uh, obviously I have that, uh, demeanor to myself. So for me, when I, we just, when I was like, Hey, you know what? Let's just lie about my age. I want to hop on this MILF train and make uh, the MILF money. <laughs> the I was like, money. that's what I want to do. And I am so fine with being a MILF
1: oh completely. Hush, hashtag <laughs> MILF money. I remember <laughs> have weeds back in the day, the <laughs> MILF weed. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to ask because of that play on your name of Philip, which is your favorite hole to have filled up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just very
0: it's just a coincidence because especially the first time I, I started getting into porn uh, everyone was like Lauren Phillips isn't a porn name and I was like, really? Because I like to be filled up and that's when like and I actually, uh, way before I had Lauren fills up all my social media, I had, uh, I think it was ex-official Lauren and I wanted to switch it because I was like really entering into mainstream porn and I wanted to be fully found. And my, the person that was running my website at the time and helping me branding myself was like, you don't want to be Lauren fills up. Like, it sounds like a gas station. And I was like, pom pump, baby. I don't fucking care.
2: <laughs> it's perfect, really. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love it.
0: <laughs> so it ended up just taking off. Like, uh, everyone loves it. Everyone likes to play in words. It is probably one of the best decisions. I decided to say, you know what? I'm doing this because I knew everyone that asked me about my name would ask me, like, you know, it's not a porn name, and I'm like, really, and then I would say, and it would click. So I'm like, I want this, and it's been the best
2: decision. Amazing, amazing, and you've had a lot of really crazy, awesome opportunities lately too. I heard about your latest um, uh, foray into uh, Australian magazine territory. So I heard you did the cover of FHM Australia, which. Amazing, by the way, because I know that men's magazines out here in North America, I mean, you know, Maxim, FHM, all the like, um, they're not really, they're sex positive as long as you're not a sex worker. So I think that that's really groundbreaking. So congratulations on that. And I also saw that you did uh, Playboy New Zealand immediately after that. Were those consecutive opportunities or was it because you did FHM that they were like, oh, this girl's pretty hot? I'm
0: going to let you know, I took the bull by the balls and I did my own fucking shit. Like, Girl. so, so what I did is I actually looked up a couple of people that were doing the photography of it and doing and managing the PR. And I reached out to them and, uh, I actually, those are my photos. Like I own the rights to those photos. And I had the photographer, I paid the photographer and they, I actually paid for the entire day. They set up, I told them what ideas I wanted. I told them I wanted it to be, uh, women empowerment as well. And uh, this was my brand. And this is kind of the look and they gave me examples. And we made like a, a vision board, I guess you would call it. And we shot the entire day. And then the PR that uh, basically put out the hooks for it to see who wants the who wants who wants to publish. He was the one that helped me and he was like, these people want to publish you. I was like, fuck yeah. And it's just, Wow. I'm just tired of fucking waiting for mainstream to go off their high <laughs> horse.
1: That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. That's such a cool story. I love yeah, that. Yeah, That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> um, you have been in the industry for like a decade, just about a decade now. I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be nine years this year. Congratulations. That's amazing. So over the course of that time, have you come across like a certain performer that you love working with the most? And if so, why?
0: It's so funny you say that because uh, when I get at like uh, answered this question, like people ask me this, I'm just like, it's so hard to like pinpoint a specific person because everybody's different. I like, especially the day or the scene that I'm doing, like it's all like a mentality thing as well. Like if I'm doing an extreme scene, then I am in a different mental mentality and I I'm going into that, but it, everyone brings stuff to the table. So I love people. I love working with everybody. I love the crew. I love I have like this family in porn and every time I'm on set, every time at a convention, it's a family to me. So everyone is like just they all bring like
1: great qualities to the table. So I can't choose. That's the best answer.
2: (laughs) 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 And it is. I'm like just the porn industry itself. I mean, you know, even camming. I mean, it is such a community and we're so much better all together. You know, it's like the support of my peers is I mean, I mean, obviously I get, you know, support from my friends and stuff like that too, but there's nothing like support from your peers who really understand, you know, your work and, 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 and your life, you know, that's completely invaluable. So it's great that we all, I'm sure Lana
1: can sympathize with that, that we all kind of have that in this industry. And it's really, really fantastic. I think that's why going to expos is so enjoyable is because you're kind of like just going home, that whole burning man aspect. We're going
0: home. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of yeah. like a reunion. That's what kind of like every time like AVN, XPiz, Exotica, like all these ones. It's like, because you know, I've been doing uh Exotica. It's gonna be like nine years since I've been doing Exotica since like Chicago. So uh they've known me since the actual beginning when I was just getting on cam, I was not in mainstream porn yet. And I think I had just moved to Florida. And uh, so it's a family. And I I think everybody, I appreciate everyone that I've come across and have influenced me because how I built my brand and my business is by listening to people and, and hearing people's experiences. And taking what I need to, that I think would work good for me. Cause I moved to Florida, I didn't know anybody. When I moved to LA, I only knew one person and I was independent with no, no agent at that time. And I had to network. So listening to people and really getting to know them and hanging out and networking was probably one of my best experiences.
2: Amazing. Did you run out of things to watch during the pandemic? Well, don't worry, because Cam Girlfriend's about to be your new favorite show. It stars Lily LeBeau, and it's all about the crazy world of webcam. It's going to make you laugh your ass off and maybe turn you on a little bit. So go check it out now on the Camming Life YouTube channel. You'd mentioned earlier you do a lot of extreme scenes and things like that. And one of the things that you're actually known for, not necessarily extreme, but it is quite different, is your, like, lift and carry positions in a scene. And, like, what are these like to shoot? Are these, like, some of your favorites? Like, how? How? (laughs) Um, It's,
0: I'm not going to say it's, like, not my favorite, but my favorite stuff to shoot is actually group sex. I love, like, uh, gangbangs and orgies. They're, like, my favorite. I actually used to watch... Group sex before I did porn, so I can see kind of why I would like it. Um, but the lift and carry is actually very meticulous. I actually have a lifting fee now because of the danger <laughs> that comes involved with it. Because I'm really lifting this person and I'm deadlifting them, which I don't yeah. deadlift a hundred pounds all the time, right? So, when I get there and they they say, hey, this is a lifting scene, blah blah. blah we actually, as we're uh, shooting stills, we walk through the transitions of it, and so that when we do it on camera, the person I'm shooting with, either if it's a like a girl, guy, whatever, like they know how to get themselves into it, and I know how to get them into it, and they know how I'm going to get them out of it, and I know how to get them out of it, because at the end of the day. I am still an actress. Mm. I I don't have someone doing my own stunts, (laughs) but it's an illusion. A lot of the stuff is an illusion and I have counterbalanced their weight or I have transitioned their way to a certain way to make it look a certain way. So, because I am, I am not like super strong. <laughs> like I'm <not>. uh, you,
1: <laughs> you lie, you lie. I can see right, your yeah, I, I saw in an interview that you did that you get up at two a.m. to go to the gym every morning. I am a. Oh I, I, I tell people I'm a morning person. <laughs> I
0: usually wake up at two or three a.m. in the morning. <sighs> Because no one's awake and I'll either start chatting with people that are on the platforms and really start kind of like getting work done so that I'm usually done the gym by like uh, and I'm ready to go to work or put get makeup on depending if I have my makeup artist coming at like 7am so that I can like start everything. Yeah, it wow. just works better. I like the sound of the night. It's very <laughs> peaceful to me.
2: I can totally agree with that. But like, you know, people are still not awake at spotting, <laughs> right? I do, I am extreme, like 5am, right? 2am is extreme. So I want
0: to let you know that like it actually helps me out very well because the people that are not up. So let's say I go on like Sex Panther, right? Mm. Uh, and I, te- I do like a text saying, hey, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? Whatever, whatever. And I send them a photo. If they're not up yet, the first thing people do is look at their phones. And I can mm. tell you how many people have texted me and said, I love waking up to you in the morning.
2: Oh, that's smart. That's sweet. You get that morning wood shift. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's it. You're taking care of their morning wood on a daily basis. I'm sure they appreciate that. (laughs) I try. But I just remember, I am normal.
0: I'm just like, I'm like every other human being like, so like this month, I've been working so much. And some of my sets I've been on for like 12 hours straight and also like traveling. So Sometimes I don't get to do that. Sometimes it's just you know I'm normal. Like I have to like I can't do everything all the time.
2: Yeah, Oops. no kidding. <laughs> and like you work you work out a lot, and I mean you clearly have an amazing body. Um, your boobs haven't shrunk though. What size are your boobs? They are uh, double D in
0: most most bras, but if you go to like the VS. I don't know if I can mention brands, but they're like a triple D oh them because they're smaller. Okay. So it just depends on the brand. So Double D and triple D are like my jam. <laughs> you know, just hang on. The double out.
2: D ones, you you get it. they're a little bit higher. They're a little bit more. If I go they're a <laughs> little bit
0: more up here. If I go smaller, it's because I'm trying to push them up and make them look fucking huge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you spoke but sure you spoke you know. about uh, loving group sex and all of that. What are your like fetishes and kinks, would you say?
0: Oh, um, well, I, I love group sex and and or like gangbangs, orgies. Um, I'm really big into the BDSM world as well. Uh, the reason why I like group sex is because especially shooting it, it's the most raw you can get. Because you can only, like, choreograph it to an extent, but because there's so many people, you can't really, like, if an orgy, all right, let's say there's five, uh, six, five girls and maybe five guys, you know, like, it kind of evens it out. They'll be like, all right, so I need, like, three people here at all times, and I need three people here. Make sure you rotate. Please don't make it odd. And you're just like... (laughs) And, and please make sure you fuck everybody. And you're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> and you just kind of like go in. And I so, love being that raw aspect
2: of it. So they like kind of give you um, sexual creative control to a certain extent, where it's just like, you have to, you have to know how to enjoy sex. If you're going to do those kinds of things, things there's, it's like, it, you can't fake that
1: well, it's just it, you you can't i mean you, it just reminds me of like sexual musical chairs like you play the music and whoever you're with <laughs> when the music stops you better fuck them <laughs> well kind of
2: <laughs> that's a good idea write that one down lana <laughs> just getting my directing jacket on here <laughs> <laughs> now,
0: now, nowadays, because I've been in it for so long, a lot of the male talents and the female talent, well, more male talents, because there's a lot more of the same male talents I work with. Uh There's a lot more female talents out there that I haven't worked with and you know, whatever. Yeah. But they kind of, we remember what we like. We remember kind of the like, you know, hey, I know like this guy, there's like two or three guys that I know that. They know how to do anal very well. So if I am in an orgy, they might slip a finger on my butt, which I'm fine with because I know that they know how to do that. Where there might be, if it's like a new guy or someone I have, like, I am like, hey, I'll be like, hey, no butt stuff today. No, no, no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's some people who are like uh hired more often for things like DP and stuff like that that requires like coordination and I mean I don't think anyone can just play any part so it's good to have those little partnerships uh your little scene partners and your you take custom requests from fans Thank I'm sure you. you get some from your cam fans from your porn fans um have you ever gotten any really weird requests <laughs> <laughs> ah, do you want to talk about those <laughs> this um, sounds interesting
0: I've gotten several weird co- requests uh It's just hard to explain because I'm trying to make sure it's like filtered as well. (laughs) I guess the one weirdest, which I feel so bad if he like does see this and he's like, Lauren, really? But people forget that I'm acting. So everything like if you went and saw Spider-Man, did you really think he was Spider-Man? Like really? Like people really think things are real when I do them. So I had this one Mm -hmm. custom and he was like, all right, Lauren. I want you to get off your birth control, and I want you to have two guys cream pie you, and I want you to tell tell me how it feels when you don't have that birth control in your system, like just in case you could get pregnant. Um, I did. I was like, all right, and obviously it's acting. <laughs>
2: and the I, impregnation fetish is huge, though. That is such a huge
0: me, one. For sure. And
2: he. He was like, so I did the thing,
0: uh, and he believed it so much that he was like, oh my God, do you think it took, we can make a series out of this?
1: <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, that's a great idea too. Okay, right, let's do this it. This is how you actually become a MILF. Ta-da! This guy's just paving yeah. the path for you. <laughs> <laughs> It's been, like, stuff
0: like that's been kind of, like, the one of, like, this maybe interesting customs. But most of the time, they they ask me, like, I get a lot of, like, oh, I wish you were my mommy. Uh, I love Auntie Lauren. Uh, stuff like that. Do you that. get
1: any? Because you got the mommy milk Do you get any giantist <laughs> requests because you're so tall? Like, crushing people I with only, the, your huge body and your... Giant feet. My friend is like 5'10", too, and she gets a ton of those requests.
0: <laughs> um, I don't get a lot. get Amazon, the look, like if they want me to kind of belittle them. A lot of them want me to belittle them. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of that, like to crush people, I think I've only done like once or uh, once or twice. Most of the time people like fetish, especially when I go to Florida and stuff. They will uh, book me for that and we will do stuff like that. So it helps me keep that. That's their fetish and their niche. So if you want to see that, you have to go to their store. Hey,
1: That's smart. So you have tons of crazy requests, but what are your favorite kind of requests like video custom video requests to make?
0: I like doing uh, jerk off instructions are like my favorite. So easy. Humiliation stuff (laughs) is my favorite. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Anything? You're just like telling people what to do. Like, uh, like obviously I'm a MILF and very dominant. So anything where I'm like, bitch, do this, I'm usually fine. Uh, what else? I like masturbation stuff. Auntie Lauren's pretty fun to do.
2: So Auntie Lauren has her own persona. mm mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Do you have like more, you have like a whole gang of people that come to you for that kind of thing? Yeah. So I love that (laughs)
0: lady fire who I've worked with. She hired me. uh, She still hires me to this day. Uh, She had created Auntie Lauren for her piece. Right. This is not, wasn't my idea. It was hers and it was a more taboo thing. And uh, it just took off. Like the whole thing was Auntie, uh, I was Auntie Lauren and I wanted to get impregnated I know this is going to sound so wrong. I'm so sorry, guys. This is my job. And it's role play. I go to my nephew to impregnate me. And my sister, who was lady fire and I'm auntie, so that's his mom, encouraged him. So it blew up to the point to this day, I still have people that will call me Auntie
2: Lauren, and they want to be my nephew. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. But you know, you carved out your own little niche. I mean, that's awesome. You know, and like, the thing is that like supply and demand, right? It's that, uh, like these kinds of taboo topics. I mean, they're very prominent and important. But it's because people, like they, that's what they search. They all search that. They search it. <laughs> and it's hard, it's hard to ignore where the traffic goes, you know? So... But yeah, I mean it's it's you're like you say you're you're acting, but that's really cool that it kind of worked out for you. <laughs> At the end of the day,
0: I'm a I am a fantasy and I'm trying to make their fantasies come true. So I'm not like trying to be like, oh, it's okay to have incest. Like I don't have an opinion about it, whatever. I am just here to play a part and to help people have a safe space where fantasies are okay. Like I especially uh like When I was in my twenties, I had a huge daddy fetish. Now, do I want it like it to be with my dad? No, but I had a huge like fantasy about stuff like that. It was a thing. It was I like I had a thing about like my professors that I really do. Well, I didn't do much with my professors, but (laughs) I, I did have a way more bigger fantasy that. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's, it's a fantasy and it's a, I feel like it should be okay to fantasize things uh, and uh, stuff like that. I think you should have a healthy way.
1: I think think that's a a lot of what like sex workers do is kind of facilitate a place where it's okay to be okay with your sexuality. You know, like society is constantly selling us sex, but then shaming us for it. So sex workers are like, it's okay to just, you know, be a sexual person as long as like, obviously there's that like, inherent knowledge that you know this is a fantasy that i'm not actually off my birth control and getting pregnant um but i do think it's important <laughs> that people like have an outlet for that and i think it's so cool that you're so open and non-judgmental and you can help people kind of i don't know just have that fun and sexy time i think we i think society
0: forgets that And this is going to get very you're going to see like this complete nerdy side of me now of the the mentality that comes when it comes to fantasies and sexuality like BDSM and fantasies. This is all of a subconscious thing and you can actually really help people get through things. It could be good trauma, bad trauma. Uh, and they get to figure out how to get a control over something that they maybe didn't have control over, or try to figure out something in their thoughts that maybe they were shunned upon. You know, so it's like I am current I'm currently dealing with this one a uh, couple people uh on my OnlyFans that are like sissies, which I'm I'm still kind of new to, but uh it's interesting to kind of see like the The conversations I have with them and how I'm trying to make them know that they have a safe space and they can be this way
1: when they're with me. That's so interesting. I was literally just talking about how that particular fetish is a more nurturing fetish than anything sexual. Like, obviously, there's sexuality intertwined with any fetish, but a lot of it is nurturing, like pet play and sissies and anything is just like wanting to be taken care of. So it's an interesting look into fetishes is like just wanting to be loved.
2: And like you talked about how uh, people use like the subspace to get over things or work through things, but also people who are in full control of their lives sometimes use it to escape that control, to lose control a little bit so they can like relax on a different level. Like think about like these, you know, these Wall Street men or, you know, people who's in prominent positions who see sex workers, like they they don't want to have to control everything. They want to be the one to be controlled. Um, so there's definitely both sides of the coin there. Yeah. And I think we also forget that they still, even though
0: we might have the control, right? Let's say someone comes and they want to be very submissive and they want me to be uh, the the dom, right? Obviously, we went through a whole like to, like soft, soft limits, hard limits and stuff like that. I'm not there to like, I'm not, I don't want to traumatize people. But at the end of the day, there's also a safe word. And they have control at any time to say that safe word. So it's just, I think people forget that, you know, this, the brain and your subconscious, which starts developing right out of the womb. We have no control over it. We, the subconscious creates these stories of development that we have nothing for. Someone could take your toy when you're a kid and your subconscious is like, huh, if I want to have my own stuff, I have to defend for it. Like, we should be able to, it's almost like, it's a lot of like a psychology and going through things and trying to figure out like, Hey, like I'm just an outlet.
1: This is why I'll never have children, but yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Reason number 874. Another notch. All right. <laughs>
2: Check. <laughs> <laughs> and so you you cam you do porn um you've done both for a, a while now what are some of like what what do you what's the biggest difference between the two or what do you like more from one or the other
0: that's a good question <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah I know I understand they're different we understand that difference how would you explain that difference to someone else so with camming I obviously I have a I have control with
0: both of them, but I actually have more control with camming because it's my show. Mm -hmm. I do what I want. Well, obviously under the the policy of the terms and conditions of the camming site that I'm on, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but it's it's my show and it's more, I feel like, especially when I'm more consistent with my cam show, it's almost like a TV show. My fans are there and they want to, and it's like clicking on like that. All right, you're there. You're there. Uh, when it comes to shooting porn and mainstream porn, it's you just get certain bookings. So, like, I'm just going to save an example. This week is actually a pretty busy week with me. This is not as a normal week, but it could be. You know, anyway. <laughs> um Like Tomorrow I have to drive to LA and I'm doing an anal squirting scene. Wow. I. <laughs> I, and just to let you know, I'm. I, it's anal, and I'm like squirting like my pussy. Like a lot of people, like. Thanks don't for get clarifying. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> obviously, I have control of saying if I want to do that shoot or not. Obviously, but that's my call. Time is to- told. I have probably dialogue I have to do. Uh, they pick my male talent stuff like that, so it's a little bit more structured. I get the both, like, exhibitionist, like, love that I have. I get the both from each one. I feel like when it comes to porn, it's a lot more uh, prettier, where camming might be a little bit more amateur because if, like, you know, if I drop the camera on you, know, drop the camera. You know, what are you <laughs> that's t- the
2: vibe, though. That's the vibe
0: people subscribe to. You know? Yeah. So they're getting that more one-on-one interaction. They, mm. I talk to. They get to talk to me, and they get to kind of know me more on a personal level. Where in porn, I'm either playing a, a character, and I they are telling me the specific. All right, we have hired you to be a milf doing anal and you're going to squirt all over your stepson. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking you know, stuff like and that. Do,
2: do you like when you get assigned a role that you have to kind of, do you like take time to get into character? Like I know let's say for for example, an anal scene you're for sure physically preparing. Are you also mentally preparing for that?
0: No, it depends on the extreme of the scene. So okay. tomorrow uh, who I'm working with uh, I've worked with him before And I worked with the company before as well. So what I'll probably do is tonight at like 7 p.m. I'll go and start prepping my butt (laughs) for the next day, which I actually do. And then I won't eat until besides saltines until penetration, which is the following day. My call times at 9:30, so I have to wake up at about one, two o'clock in the morning to be on the road by three. Wow. (laughs) To be what? No, gym? (laughs) No gym today. No gym today? <laughs> oh, I don't do gyms on anal days unless I do it after because I can't eat.
2: <laughs> true,
0: true. So, um, I will be in the car and driving the four hour drive to LA. I do my scene, and uh, and the that's kind of like the preparation I do. That's like a brief preparation. I have a whole other preparation when I'm on like set, so it's 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 just. Different, So like I did another extreme scene where it uh, was throat fucking, um, face fucking, slapping, stuff like that is I have to get mentally prepared for because mm-hmm. even though I'm saying, OK, in my head, I know what's going on. Right. I'm physically. All right. This is fine. I have to firstly mentally prepare that I'm getting like slapped. You're getting hit at one point. Your body has subconsciously already known like, hey, if you get hurt, it hurts. It's a trauma. Also, I have to mentally prepare safety. So if I've, to be completely honest, I've been hit, slapped so hard in the face that the next day I had to go to urgent care because I lost vision in my eye and my my. cheek and jawline completely swelled up. So I actually had to go to urgent care to get uh, anti-inflammatory because a person accidentally hit me wrong so like they hit me with the hard, more hard part with their hand instead of the more like
2: non-hard part <laughs> uh, yeah because there's a safe way to spank and slap everybody mm-hmm. google it and yes. choking as well uh, so exactly mm-hmm. yes.
0: like i've actually know a performer that got choked the wrong way and she bruised her hyoid bone really bad so yeah. i have to be mentally prepared that this there's either going to be aftercare. Sometimes I do get in a, in a a subspace and I have to figure out how to, once I'm done, how to like calm down. You have to consider, I'm still letting out the chemicals in my brain. So like this week I might be having sex from tomorrow all the way to Sunday, which I'm like, woohoo. Right. And these are like hour long sex. This ain't like 15 minutes. and I'm done. You know, this is like 30 to 45 minutes of sex and the chemicals and the pleasure That probably Monday and Tuesday, I'll do something more like body care, because what could happen, which I've noticed for myself, is I can get a little like down because I'm not as active as I was, you know, so you kind of have to balance it out and kind of like, know your body and listen to it. Interesting. So it's like a, it's like
2: a sex come down. Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's like a sex hangover really. Yeah.
1: So you speak about the difference between porn and camming. Um, how would you say that uh, the Chatterbay platform has helped your career in what ways? Well, uh, it started it. Nice. <laughs>
0: so I've been with, God, I've been with Chatterbay almost nine years. I kind of started with them and, uh, And, uh, it's just a community that I really love, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. So they're just so close to my heart. So I can't really like mm-hmm. without like, I remember watching Mel. And, and so like you were around when I was and all the we people. You were yeah, OG, Yeah. Like I, I remember seeing all the people that I grew up with that are now either they're still on the same or maybe they're doing porn. I saw the development. Yeah. Cause the Chatterbait. Just, just, when I first
1: got in. Yeah. And, Cause Chatterbait's a decade year. They just celebrated their decade. So you've literally been with them since the beginning. That's incredible.
0: I was with camming when camming wasn't even at ABN yet. Like, <laughs> camming there was no, like, the co-host was a cam girl. It was, there was not like that. It wasn't like no one, no. you either were a cam girl or a porn star. And if porn stars did cam, they did on like one of those, like, uh, pay paid
2: pay to view sites. Uh, yeah, you know, like the 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 group ones and stuff. Uh, or they did like features, or you know, they were invited to the platform. It wasn't as organic as you know the the Cam World we know today. Yeah, so I was there to
0: like see the transition of Cam girls going into do uh, going into doing porn or like AVN and like I remember there at a point there was no X-Biz Cam Awards, there was no <laughs> Clip Artist Awards. Yeah. So I've seen a development of that. And I personally don't mind the blend because we're all in the same industry. It's just different like sections of it. Like there's Cam Girl, Porn Star, Fetish Model, uh Nude model. You have features. You have Showgirls. Like it's a big, like that's a bigger like family than what you like we kind of really know. So when it starts developing. Uh, I like that, and I I feel like ChatterBait always has my back, and I feel like ChatterBait. I'm hoping ChatterBait knows that I always have their back, and I don't I don't want to assume,
2: but <laughs> I, I you know what I I feel the ChatterBait love, so I I feel this all the same things as you. <laughs> so I was just. They've been there
0: for me. They were probably one of my first sponsors when they only had like, was like four or five of us. And it was just, it was just a tiny little booth at one point. And they helped me get to Exotica when I was starting doing like mainstream porn and money was tight for LA. So it, they've been with me. I've, I've helped them with FetishCon. They've probably helped me kind of see my, my brand grow. And I, I hope they know how much I go towards them. Like I might not be a full time cam girl anymore, but when I get on cam, I do a hundred percent like I usually try to do. Uh, I would wrap, I would like to be able, and I actually am working on this for 2022 is to be actually have more of an even amount of cam and mainstream shooting. So that mainstream that I have an even. Uh, what's it called? Active income. Yeah. Cause, oh, gotcha. Yeah. I like having both and I don't want to have, I am a complete Jersey girl and I don't like people telling me I can't do shit. And I want to be able to do both. And I want to be able to be labeled as a cam girl and a porn star. Like that, that I shouldn't have to be one or the other. I like both of them. I love the cam girls that I've met. I love seeing my cam family grow and see them blossom it, it's it's just it's it's nice and chatterbeat's been we both are a really good family together we
1: feel we feel the chatter right? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: but you also have expanded a little bit you're saying that you know you want to be you know a porn star and cam model you're also like a gamer girl mm-hmm. you stream on twitch i try to i've been having some difficulties deal uh
0: Technical difficulties dealing with how, because it's so funny. They'll be like, Lauren, you get on Chatterbait and you're fine with the stream. And I'm like, yeah, because all I have to do is hook up my camera, bring OBS up and put the key, like the stream keys already in there, hit (laughs) like broadcast and it's up. Twitch is not like that. (laughs) Gaming, stuff like that is hard. Like I have to capture my game, make sure I have, it takes up way more bandwidth. And I'm multitasking as I'm gaming and talking to people at the same time. It's like masturbating. You know, like when you're at your camming and you're about to, you're doing a cum show. Like you build up to this cum show and you have those couple people
1: that keep asking you questions while you're trying to come. No, I ca- I talk like oh, the, no, ta- the whole time. I'm talking about lasagna. I'm talking about cheese. Like I'm talking the whole entire time I'm coming. Like it, I never shut up. Uh, i i like mute everybody
2: i make sure that no one can talk to me i'm like no i'm busy coming i literally tell
0: them the only thing that's allowed out of their mouth is dirty talk because you're helping me come and that's i'm like if there's no questions you just tell me what you want to do to me and if i see it i respond but it's with gaming it's the same way so i'll be gaming and then i'll see like a thing and i'm
2: like oh (laughs) (laughs) so so if you're into dirty talk what's like what's like the hottest thing that someone could say to you
0: um well I've already cursed I know I can curse (laughs) I would love I love when people like calling me a fucking dirty ass cunt is great or like fucking my tight little pussy um a dirty fucking whore yeah totally man I can be a whore all day long I don't be, that that word whore is not a bad thing. I'm fucking smart as shit that I get paid for the skills that I know how to do. Fuck yeah. I'd rather be a whore than a slut any day. <laughs> uh,
1: I'll be both. I don't care. I, so you said that, like, you, like, logging onto Chatterbait is super duper easy, but uh, Twitch, <laughs> like, it has some hurdles. So do you enjoy the new, like, gaming feature that Chatterbait has? has you ch- have you checked it out at all? Is it, is it a little bit easier? I haven't. I haven't gotten to check it out yet because um I've been
0: kind of tra- I've gone back into doing conventions so I've been traveling and shooting and, and this is when it gets hard because I can't it's hard to cam in a hotel unless you guys figure out a way please let me know because I've tried <laughs> purchasing a hotspot I've tried going on my phone I've tried paying for the internet in hotels the internet always sucks no matter what. I agree. So, <laughs> um, I haven't
2: actually got to check it out yet, but I want to. I think hotspots worked for me before. I think that would have been my number one recommendation, but uh, I guess it might depend where you are as well,
1: you know? I yeah. think like staying in the host hotel, the internet is a little bit bogged down. So if there's a ability to like stay in a place that a whole bunch of other streamers aren't in, Probably helps a lot, but it's kind of fun to stay where everybody else is. I
0: can't do that. I don't stay at the host hotel unless my sponsor gets it. I can't because it takes me a good, it'll take me about 45 minutes to an hour to get to and from my, my room, just my room because I see people. Jeez. I can't, you cannot, I cannot oh. say hello <laughs> or goodbye. Like I can't just just like pass somebody. I have to say hello. How are you doing? And I talk and they'll be like, it's just, I'm a, I'm a Jersey girl. I talk. <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> it takes me 45 minutes, like I'll go get a coffee and then I'll see somebody and it takes me 45 minutes to get back to my room where I have to get ready and I have to be like, hey, I got to go get ready and <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So I kind of stay in a distant <laughs> hotel.
2: <laughs> it, I've done both. I, I I first did the non-host hotel and I felt very, um, like I felt very on the outside. I felt like I didn't really get the whole like convention experience. But then once I stayed at the Host Hotel, it's just like a tornado. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, you're thankful for those quiet moments, you know. So, I mean, I don't know what I would do nowadays, but uh, it is, there is something nice about being in the Host Hotel and just being surrounded by everybody. But it is utter chaos. I like it like, for <laughs> the
1: safety because I always go to uh, expos alone. So I kind of like being surrounded by a whole bunch of my people opposed to being like a tiny person that goes to a hotel that's far away and somebody could potentially follow me. But that's just, like, a safety thing for me. I can't pick people up. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: I bet you, I mean, you've done so many scenes. Um, Is there any orgasm that stands out for you? Um, Whether Actually, whether it's on camera or off camera, is there, like, a particular moment where you were just like, holy cow, I'm going to need, like, a whole week to recover? Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They're all mind-blowing. Yeah. Well, I I I
0: fuck so much, yeah. <laughs> you have to consider. That's like asking me, "Hey, what girl did you work with yes uh last week?" I'd be like, "Hold on. <laughs> let me go check my calendar and also I'll let you know. <laughs> let me go check my sex
2: journal." <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, I I personally love BDSM orgasms and like I said, group sex orgasms, because you can manipulate the nerve endings and have different sensations at multiple times, which depending on how my body feels that day, uh, I might need something different than another day. Like if, you know, our body as a female, our bodies change every day. And we, depending on like, your, how you slept that day. Maybe you're, menstru- uh, you're going through your menstrual, uh, men's seat, you know, like, it's just like, it's. it depends. Maybe I worked out the other day and uh, yeah, which is true. And <laughs> my th- arms are, th- you is, it's like it's this is comforting because I'm like, oh, so it's not just me. <laughs> also, also, I don't want to desensitize myself. So I try to look like when I'm like, oh, this ain't let's just say I was on Chatterbait and I use the high uh, Hitachi a lot. And my clit's ultra sensitive and I don't want, I have a scene the next day and the guy is like looking at my clit and it's very sensitive, which means it's going to be harder for me to come because it's super sensitive. So I will actually instruct him to like either tongue fuck me. Maybe I'll ask him to, and this is going to sound really weird, but <laughs> we I love weird. <laughs> I like when people <laughs> blow on my pussy. Oh, that's nice. Like, yeah, that's nice. It feels really I like good. the heat like a ha
2: like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like
0: that too. It's like a <laughs> and, and it and it sends a different sensation because people forget about cold and hot. So, I might ask him to do or if it, my pussy needs kind of like a break, I might ask him to like take his finger and maybe tease my pussy a little bit. Like I can maneuver certain ways to have different sensations so that I I don't want to because I am a my body is my job. I don't want to desensitize my body. Sorry. I mean, I
1: just don't want that cuz <laughs> I, I, I just never want to not enjoy sex. So I use really low vibration like any type of vibe toy that I have, it's like the lowest vibe ever so that I don't kill all my nerve endings. I'm like, we got 3,000 down there. If I'm not feeling anything, there's a problem.
2: And we've had this whole we've had this whole temperature conversation Lana and I before. Lana likes frozen butt plugs in her butt. I can't do the cold thing but I'm all about the hot thing I can definitely I can definitely do that
0: (laughs) I don't mind the the different temperatures I've actually like I don't uh I don't like it like super super cold uh because I need to make sure that little lubrication's there but I definitely could do cool on my butt definitely. It would feel really (laughs) good. You should do
1: it. Put a metal butt plug in your freezer and then obviously lube it up or you'll have a Christmas story incident with the tongue on the pole, but just shove it on in there. It'll be great. Um, so what would you say either on set or offset is the craziest place that you've ever had sex?
0: I've had some crazy sex stories. So (laughs) like I've done some crazy, (laughs) I've done some crazy stuff. So I think Thinking of what society might think is crazy, it's probably going to be on set. So, I did a,
1: a 10 guy gangbang with a okay. double anal. What does that oh my mean? Gosh. And what is, pissing. What is, what is double anal? Is that two penises in there at once? Like, what?
0: <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So, <sighs> I did double anal, and it was a pissing scene. So, <sighs> and obviously, this uh, this is very popular in Europe. That, um, they will piss on me, in me, in my butt as well and I will push it out and
2: swallow it. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Whoa. That, is insane. <laughs> that is like, that is like, my goodness. That's some talent. <laughs> and was this something like when you started in your career, did you ever think you were going to get that far? Or was it like a progression? Or were you like, I'm going to be the, if I'm going to be a slut, I'm going to be the biggest slut out there. When I first started, I I don't even think I had the
0: idea of this. I was, I remember saying, okay, I had done anal in my personal life. I started doing anal more on cam, which is how I got a little bit more comfortable with it. So when I did like, I did amateur pro anal and I was fine. So then when I went to mainstream, where it's more professional, I was a little nervous at first, but Mm -hmm. uh, I had a very famous porn star named Tori Lane who was one of the first porn stars to like start extreme anal. And I actually was, uh I used to do, a, I, before when I got into LA, my when I first started, I was actually a, a co-host for a, a TV radio station and I was interviewing her. And I said, hey, I'm about to do like my first ma- like mainstream anal scene, you have any advice? And she was like, yeah. I was, it's just another hole. <laughs> and
2: I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's hilarious. That's some solid advice. It's and, like, that's kind of the
0: way you have to treat it. And that's kind of like, it helped me. Because so, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. It's just another hole. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. So <laughs> it actually, and to see where it's gone now, when I decided to go to MILF, I was like, well, fuck this shit, man. I'll be the extreme MILF. Because at the at that time there was only one extreme elf, which is uh Veronica Avlov, who I look up to. I know her. I've talked to her. She's really great. I think she's only doing her own stuff now. I think she stopped with mainstream. But mm-hmm. uh I was like, I'll take that. I'll take that title. Like she's she was amazing. <laughs> and I would love to be just as amazing as she
2: is. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> And you have a bunch of tattoos, or a few tattoos. How many tattoos do you have? Six. Six? Yeah. Is there is there one? Did you get like a porn tattoo yet? Mm. No, not porn related. <laughs>
1: you know, I don't have any porn oh, yeah. tattoos either.
2: What's your favorite? Mm. Oh, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I really, but I would get a little red umbrella maybe one day. I feel like that's like in the cards. I want to get LP like need- on my butt. <laughs> You want to get, sorry, what was that you want to get? I want to get my LP,
0: my logo on my butt. Oh, (laughs)
2: yes, do it. What is your favorite of your six tattoos?
0: My rose. So I have like a nice little, you can't really see it, but there's like a little rose tattoos up here. And uh, it was probably one of the ones I really, really thought of because I was in my 20s. And I kept getting that urge to get a tattoo. You know, we all know what I mean. Like, you're like, oh, (laughs) yeah, like, I want to get a tattoo. And I was getting like random, like not random, but random areas. And I was like, I'm going to, I started this rose tattoo. And I was like, this is what I'm going to have. This is going to be there. That when I have a, that little like, oh, I want to get a tattoo. I can just add on. I've added on twice. And it's roses because I love roses. Roses are like my favorite flower. Like I love flowers a lot. I love the scent. I love how they look. I love, they bring me so much happiness. And roses, uh, like red, whites are my two favorites. And they, for me, represent memory and regrowth. So without memory, without the past, without what I went through, I can't grow. So you have to have the hand in hand. And when I see roses, I can have the memories of my past that made me who I am and know that the growth will be there in the future. Oh,
1: I love that Beautiful. so much. I- also love roses I'm actually from Portland Oregon and we are the city of roses so I have a whole entire rose bush up my, oh. up my leg from my foot all the way up to my upper thigh I have roses all the way up and I want to make them I'm actually building on my rose bush as well because it's going to go all the way up my body so that's super cool I love that um, that's just so beautiful <laughs> yeah I would love to see a picture of your tattoo sometime that would be wonderful Um, like your husband, I don't really see a lot of you talking about him. So I'd love to know like how you guys met and do you believe in love at first sight?
0: All right. Well, I'll answer the first (laughs) question first. So I, my husband is Jonathan Morgan and he has been in the porn industry for over 30 years. He's actually an award winning talent because he started out as male talent back in Nineteen ninety six. Oh my god!
2: Wow, <laughs> uh, longer than Lana has been alive. Whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, and also, he is uh, an award-winning director and screenplay writer. Through he was contracted through Wicked for many, many years. He is known for I think it's called Space Nuts. It was on Forty uh, Year Old Virgin. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's <Awesome>. hilarious. <laughs> so uh we actually met at no at the time I was I had went I was like my first year in LA and I was networking and one of my friends I was at a party it was like it was called a lingerie and superhero party it was something that this, uh, it was either Wicked or another company was putting together and some of the girls had lingerie and then some of the girls had these like superhero type costumes. It was really cool. And I had a network, man. That was it. I got to start. I got to work. I was camming and I wanted to get in mainstream. So I went there. My friend introduced me to him and he was like, hi. And he's, he actually owns, uh, he is now an agent for an X-Level, which is the agency I'm with. Oh, wow. And I met him. And I was like, hey, you know, and we talked. And at that time, I wasn't ready for an agent. So I said, no, I'm sorry. Done. And <laughs> I didn't talk to him for the rest of the time. And then that year, my first, I think it was my first AVN, I found out some companies won't book me without an agent because I'm a liability, just in case I would flake. Mm. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> It cracks me up. Sorry. Um, I went up to him and I said, I want a meeting. (laughs) And I'm like, so aggressive. (laughs) And I ended up joining their agency. And then we just ended up clicking. Like, I wanted to learn about, you're going to see the business part of me right now. I love, I was taught, I wanted to learn about financials and starting a Roth IRA and a 401k and how, <laughs> how to like save for the future. And he's really good at that. And we just started talking and it just clicked. And once, one day we were hanging out and, uh, we went and we, there was like that vibe, you know, that, like that vibe that you sexual feel. Tension. And I went to, we were, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. It was just, I don't know how to explain it. But love, baby, it's love. <laughs> but uh we went to go hug each other because I was gonna like, yay hey, bye, you know. And instead I kiss him. And he like looks, we kiss, and he looks at me. And I all I do is I'm like, see you <laughs> later. And I walk. Away. <laughs> I love it. And we've been we dated for uh we've been we've been together for five years. And it'll be six years in uh, 2022. And I decided to keep it personal while we were dating. And once the pandemic hit and we had to deal with some difficult times in the pandemic, because just let everybody know when we weren't shooting, if we're not shooting and he can't book his talent, he's not working. Mm. So we had, yeah, we had some struggles and we had some family struggles we had to do. So when I finally was like, Let's move to Vegas. We bought a house together. Congratulations. I was like, thank you. Um I was like, you know, it's been 5 years. Let's just get married.
1: Aww.
0: And he was like, He's like, all right. Okay. I was like, let's do it on Christmas Eve because my family's going to be here. And um, he's like, all right, let's do an Elvis wedding. I was like, that's fine. And love it. <laughs> that's, that's how it was. And I was like, we should make it Christmas Eve because we always know that we're going to do something on Christmas Eve and we don't have to do something like you know, you can't forget it. So (laughs) yeah, that's smart. Uh, I actually got engaged in Vegas. Oh (laughs) yeah. Like it's just, I don't know. There's something about it. And then about like love at first sight. I actually don't believe in like falling in love because you can fall out of love. If you fall into something, you can fall out of it. But I believe in family love, which is really true to my heart. And for me, Not that I've had a true experience with this, but this is how I want family to mean to me is that my family, you know, you know, it's family love when you are, you'll stick by them no matter what, even if they're an asshole, even if they fuck up, even if they don't want you to be there and you're there, that's family love. So I will, he will always be my family no matter what happens throughout
1: life. See, that's, that's sweet. I love that. <laughs> well, congratulations um, and happy almost wedding anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it's weird. And I'm like, wait,
0: we're married? <laughs> wait, what?
1: <laughs> um, since we're already hitting in the, the sweet spot of sentimentality, um, what advice would you give your younger self?
0: All right, are you thinking like 18 younger self we're, or like early 20s younger you self? Wherever you want to land. <laughs> Whatever, wherever the time mission the takes you,
1: that's where we're going.
0: Well, if I was 18 again, I had to tell tell my younger self, I would tell my younger self to uh, double major and have a minor <laughs> in college instead and make sure it's business and marketing. <laughs> that's what I, <laughs> but if it's my 20 year old self and I'm experiencing life right now, I probably would tell myself to take everything in and enjoy life a little bit more. That every everything's going to be okay.
1: Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there we have it. It's a wisdom. Come have some fun with us on Chatterbate. With tip-controlled toys, fun games, free and easy chat with no credit card required. It's never been easier to chat with cuties online today. Come sign up at chatterbait.com.
2: All right, to close out the show today, we are going to play a little game of Never Have I Ever. So I believe one of these questions has probably already been answered. However, we're going to ask you to put up your 10 fingers. We have 10 questions for you. And every time you've done something we ask you, you're going to put one of those fingers down. All right. Let's see how many fingers you have at the end of the game. (laughs) First question. Never have I ever sent a dirty text to the wrong person. (laughs) i (laughs) I love the laughs this one gets i'm just like
0: as long as i'm just glad that it wasn't towards my parents it was just towards a different person because i think that would probably be the most embarrassing thing ever
1: i agree um never have i ever slept with someone whose name i don't know i have to say i have to yeah i think i've done that at one point, because
0: it wasn't that I didn't know their name, but they, I didn't know how to pronounce it. So I kept saying you or babe, because I didn't want to pronounce it wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Does> that <qualify>? <laughs> <laughs> Never have I ever joined the
0: Mile High Club. Oh, like have sex on like the thing? Does masturbate does masturbating
2: count? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think so. I think it has to be like, because I mean, you can masturbate under a jacket. That's like fairly easy to pull off. Like, but you have to go to the bathroom with somebody to fuck. Okay. So that, that's, it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Like I'm ma- I've
0: i masturbated on a plane. <laughs> I
1: like that. <laughs> also good information. Right, those red eyes are real long. Um, <laughs> never have I ever dropped my phone in the toilet. I have done that. <laughs> I have done that
2: never uh, this is the one we all know the answer you can put your finger down never have i ever had an orgy with five or more people
1: (laughs) (laughs) nothing new here (laughs) all right never have i ever dated more than one person at the same time
0: i've done that i've done
1: that yeah especially in my 20s fuck that shit she's got got one whole hand down guys will you survive I have a,
2: oh. I have one fist.
1: What is she gonna do with
2: it? <laughs> We're going for two. We're going for two. Okay, never have I ever slept with someone twice my age. Like now, just ever. I mean, if you're eighteen, well, they my, have to be
0: thirty-six. I don't know if it was twice my age. Sorry, <gasps> I'm like, hold on, because <laughs> I, I I dated somebody that was like a little over twenty. 20- Twenty something years older me, older than me. So I guess that would be a yes. Because
2: I, mean, I, I, yeah, I did, I did fuck them. Give, give or take five years, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take it.
0: Like when I was in my twenties, I, I had a limit. They had to be. Uh, I couldn't be past seventy. That's okay. A limit. Yeah. I mean, so.
2: older men. <sighs> older yeah. men.
0: <laughs> that's where the daddy fetish comes in, right? I did have a celebrity send me his dick pic though that was in his 70s Ooh, <gasps> Can we ask who it was? Ooh, can you tell us who? You ever seen Flash Dance? Yeah. The guy that's in Flash Dance? Oh my God. I would have to. Oh, like,
2: I mean, I've seen it,
0: but I'll have to revisit, You, have, but, to, you oh. have to go see. But I met him at a convention and I gave him my number and he was trying. He was trying to get with me and he would send me dick pics, but he was in his seventies and I had that role that I couldn't fuck anyone over 70 at that time.
1: <laughs> it's ironic that somebody from flash okay, dance say- would be flashing you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's not the, it's not the flash dance you think. It's not the porn version. <laughs> All right. Um, never have I ever hooked up with someone who I just met within the first 24 hours. Oh, I've done that. God, I was... Who hasn't, right? That's an easy one. Scenes don't count. Scenes
2: don't count. Uh, Never have I ever worn lingerie out in public as clothing. I actually don't think I've ever done that. Oh, wow.
1: Wait, hold on. Does conventions
0: count? No. Okay. No, because... Yeah, I've never done that. Because I was... My folks... I was, my folks were definitely looked down upon on that. So me wearing a crop top in my thirties was like a thing. I was like, fuck this shit. I work really hard for this body. I'm showing it off now. I'm 30 something. I can do it. So that's a whole new spree for myself. So no, I
1: never oh my God. Do.
2: Wow, Crop tops is like all I own in the winter. It's like a problem.
1: <laughs> okay. One last question. Oh, um, never have I ever given someone a fake number. I've done (laughs) (laughs) that. All right, so... Okay. So we have two
2: fingers left. Good job. Good job. You're in the lead so far with our interview. Yeah, I think I did
0: pretty good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. it. Oh my gosh. Well, that game is always so much fun just to see what people like, cause I assumed that everybody had worn lingerie as clothing. So I love like seeing just like how different people answer the questions differently, especially with porn. anybody in the sex industry like the mildest things are like "Mm, no actually actually I haven't done that (laughs) no because
0: I think I dress more because right now you have to consider the the influencer or society has dressed a is dressing a little bit more revealing nowadays than when I was younger and uh I was not allowed to like wear any of that stuff and uh, I was actually way more conservative like I have to let you know like sweatpants were like my jam like I was like fuck that shit I don't I look good all day long like I have I'll look good for people that's fine but when I'm on my own time I like to be on my own time I think when I hit when I hit 30 because I was in my 20s I had people say you shouldn't wear that you shouldn't wear that you should oh that's in that's in you shouldn't wear that and oh, please don't look like a porn star. And when I hit 30 and my my business is successful, I basically said everyone to go fuck themselves. I'm gonna wear anything I fucking want. So if I wanna wear, like nowadays I wear a lot more revealing stuff because I work fucking hard for this body. I work really hard for my business. I'm a fucking hustler and I deserve to wear whatever I fuck I want. And if it gets you aroused, that sounds like a you problem, not a me. I
1: problem. mean
2: Hell, I am. Oh I can Also, what is wrong with being aroused?
1: You know, they say it like it's a bad thing. Like, thank you for wearing that. Not shame on you for wearing that. Uh, but <laughs> thank you for joining us today. This has been so much fun. I loved getting to talk to you. Um, will you let everybody know where they can find you on the interwebs for all this business they have worked so hard for? Of course. Uh, first thing, you can just Google me. <laughs>
0: we found that
2: out. <laughs>
0: but uh if you can go all my social medias are the same which is lauren fills up f-i-l-l-s-u-p because i like to be filled up also you can go to lp links with a z.com to see all of my links and platforms even my chatterbait link is there
1: thank you so much everybody go follow her and fill yourselves up on her content and thank you all for listening to the latest episode of sex tales
2: see you next time sex squad Hey, Sex Squad, remember to spank that like button and subscribe on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash camminglife. And make sure to subscribe
1: to Sex Tales wherever you listen to your favorite (laughs) podcast. Yes.